Thank you for spending another midweek moment with WPT. I'm John Jacobson. Today is Wednesday, the 10th of August, 2022. Before we get started, today's moment is brought to you by Geis Meat Service in Merrill. A third generation family award-winning business, Geis Meat Services invites you to try their quality products and quality service. The company thrives in creating new products. Maybe that's why this year alone, they've won 29 awards for their excellence. For that old-fashioned taste that brings back good memories, check out Geist Meat. Find their location, hours of operation, gift boxes, custom processing, and more at SausageLover.com. Well, welcome to a special edition of the Midweek Moment, and uh, we're going to go a little bit differently here today and kind of off the cuff. Uh, I'm just going to go through some election results with you. It's obviously the day after the hotly contested primary election in the state of Wisconsin. And um, first, really quick, a couple major news pieces from yesterday. The Department of Corrections and Governor Tony Evers announced that the Department of Corrections has actually purchased uh, some uh, acreage uh, or a site for a Type 1 facility in the city of Milwaukee on the city's north side uh, to build a new Type 1 youth correction facility that will mean this is a major step toward closing Lincoln Hills and Copper Lake once and for all. Uh, the governor said, despite delays in funding and continued obstruction over the past three years, we've been adamant that Wisconsin needs to move as quickly as possible to build a new Type 1 juvenile facility in southeast Wisconsin so we can close Lincoln Hills and Copper Lake and get our kids closer to home as soon and safely as and responsibly as we can. Also yesterday in the news, the governor did announce that the State Building Commission approved $306 million in projects across Wisconsin, uh, including that new uh, crime lab also in the city of Milwaukee for the Department of Justice, a new facility to house secure residential treatment and diversion programming in Oshkosh, construction of several facilities for the Department of Natural Resources, of course, upgrading the chiller systems at the Wisconsin Veterans Home at King to fully meet system demands. Um, releasing a grant to the Medical College of Wisconsin to aid in the construction of a new 150,000 GSF cancer research facility that will benefit and expand cancer research, uh, some HVAC upgrades at UW Lacrosse, uh, new construction uh, for Science and Technology Innovation Center at UW River Falls, uh, two more projects at UW Lacrosse, 21 maintenance and repair projects. For the Departments of Administration, Health Services, Military Affairs, Transportation, Veterans Affairs, and UW System at 10 locations in 10 counties across the state. So those are sort of the uh, a couple of main headlines coming out of the Capitol. But now on to, I guess, what everybody had their eye on yesterday, and hopefully you all got out to vote. Uh, the big one. Obviously, uh, Tim Michaels beat former Lieutenant Governor Rebecca Clayfish for the nomination, uh, the GOP nomination for governor. Um, Mr. Michaels, business owner, won uh, with 326,000 votes or 47.2% of the vote to uh, former Lieutenant Governor Clayfish's 291,013 votes or 42% of the vote. So it was 47 to 42%. Uh, State Representative Tim Ramthan of Campbell Sport brought in about 6% of the vote yesterday with just about a uh, uh, hair under 42,000 votes. 
Despite dropping out, Kevin Nicholson also took about 25,000 votes or just under 4%. Uh, and Adam Fisher had about 8,200 votes or just uh, a hair over 1%. And obviously, uh, Lieutenant Governor Mandela Barnes took the Democratic primary for U.S. Senate. Uh, that's after Alex Lazary, Sarah Godlewski, Tom Nelson all dropped out of the race. Lieutenant Governor Barnes took uh, just under 78% of the vote yesterday, or about 390,000 votes across the state. Um, also, Assembly Speaker Robin Voss, by about 260 votes, was able to retain his seat in southern Wisconsin. It's Kenosha County. He lives in Rochester. He said his team did all the doors in the district three times to make sure voters knew all the good things that he'd done. Uh, he said that uh, the, the the Trump endorsement of his opponent, Adam Steen, uh, had given him a boost towards the end there, but he said he was able to win uh, based on his conservative record. Um, just taking a look there, too, uh, some races as well that were hotly contested on the Republican side who had primaries against them. Representative Jim Edming, Jimmy Boy Edming of Glen Flora, uh, took on Council Member Michael Bubb of Medford, and uh, Representative Edming won by about 60% of the vote. Uh, Representative Joel Kitchens, Representative Tyler August, Representative Rob Brooks, Treg Pronshinsky, Lauren Oldenburg all had over 70% of the vote in their primaries, able to stave off some challengers in those primaries as well. A very interesting night altogether. Big news out of the Chippewa Valley for those in the 23rd Assembly District. Very closely watched race between State Representative uh, Jesse James, who was taking on business owner Brian Westrate for the 23rd uh, uh, Senate, 23rd District Senate seat GOP nomination. Uh, Representative Jesse James uh, took that seat last night. He will not have a Democrat opponent in November, so he is the presumptive winner and senator-elect of that district, effectively, not uh, officially, I should say. Also yesterday, Eric Tony appears to have won. The Fond du Lac County District Attorney uh, appears to have won the primary against former state representative and attorney and small business owner Adam Jarko of Balsam Lake. Um, it looks like that could potentially go to a recount. It looks right now with 98.7% reporting that the victory would be under 1%, therefore triggering a recall should the, um, should the, uh, uh, should attorney Jarko, uh, decide that he would like one about 223,000 to 219,000. The difference would need to be less than 6,000 votes. So obviously, uh, they would be allowed to request a recount under the elections commission guidelines. Uh, Secretary of State Doug LaFollette, who's going on 40 years in office, uh, also took the primary yesterday um, against a Dane County Democrat Party insider named Alexia Saber. Uh, he took 300,000 votes to her 171,000. 
State Representative Amy Loudenbeck of Clinton will now take on Doug LaFollette in November. That's a really uh, interesting race, too. He is the longest-serving incumbent, uh, I believe, in state history, statewide incumbent, and obviously uh, longest-serving Democrat statewide elected official uh, incumbent currently in office. So State Representative Loudenbeck uh, won yesterday in a, um, not close, but obviously you know, relatively close race. Uh, her 264,000 uh, or 46% to Jay Schrader's 228,000 or about 40%. So just about a 6% margin there on that race as well. Uh, looking at the map, it looked like uh, Representative Loudenbeck did good in the southern half of the state of Wisconsin um, and some, some counties up north, including uh, Price, Oneida, Vilas, Douglas, and uh, Burnett counties, uh, whereas uh, Mr. Schrader did very well elsewhere. Also taking a look at the uh, state treasurer race, Democrat Aaron Richardson, who I believe is on the council in the city of Fitchburg, just outside of Madison, uh, won that race uh, by about eight or 9,000 votes um, and will take on John Lieber, uh, who won the race uh, 65-35 against Orlando Owens, who was in that Republican primary. It was a very interesting night last night as well. Congressionally, the big one to watch was who was going to get the Democratic nomination over in the District 3 Democrat primary on the western side of the state. Actually, I shouldn't even say that. It goes up into the central part of the state as well, including um, looks like parts of Marathon uh, County as well. Um, Brad Paff, uh, State Senator Brad Paff, who had the endorsement of outgoing Congressman Ron Kind, uh, won by about 5,000 or 4,000 votes to Rebecca Cook, a small business owner uh, and uh, daughter of uh, farmers in the Chippewa Valley. Uh, coming in third uh, was uh, former CIA agent Deb McGrath. Uh, who received about 19% of the vote. So Brad Path taking just about 40% to Rebecca Cook's 30%. So those are kind of the headlines. Um, I know this was a little more off the cuff and a little more of me rambling off results, but uh, it was certainly an interesting night. Onward to November, there will be a lot of information that WPT is bringing to you uh, between now and the election in November. Uh, obviously, make a plan to vote. It's a little early to start talking about that now. We have just about three months until that time. Um, but uh, we hope you all have a great rest of your week. Um, I certainly um, have enjoyed a lot of the comments and from the emails that I've been getting from members uh, this morning. Uh, so feel free to uh, reach out at info at WPTonline.org or you can reach out to me directly at jjacobson at WPTonline.org. Uh, look forward to hearing from you. As always, uh, have a great rest of your week, and thanks for listening. Wisconsin Property Taxpayers, Inc. is a nonpartisan membership organization consisting of th thousands of small business farmers and homeowners in every corner of the state. Founded in 1985, the organization is committed to providing its members with up-to-date information, legislative advocacy, and exclusive cost-saving benefits. Find out how to join at wptonline.org. Join.